you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome to another edition of the Stardom Sidem Show. It is a Friday. You hear all that bass. My name is Marcus Grant. That guy's name is Michael F. Floyd. We're here to talk to you about starts and sits. Sort of like it says in the title right there. Of course, uh, Michael F. Florio writes the Stardom Sidem column every single week. You can find that at NFL.com slash starts and sits. Uh, we're going to talk about a whole lot, obviously, with who's up, who's down for the week. We're going to tell you who's going to pile up the points. We're going to recap our favorite fantasy performances of the season so far and talk about what it might mean for the future. But uh, we got to start with some bad news, Florio. Um, news broke on Friday morning that Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow is out for the season, suffered a torn ligament in his wrist. Head coach Zach Taylor says it will require surgery. So Burrow... You can add him to the list of top flight quarterbacks that have gone down for the remainder of the season. Uh, let's just start, though, first with what this means for the rest of the Bengals. I mean, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins when he's healthy, Tyler Boyd, all those guys. How does it affect them not having Joey Burr? Uh, I think Jamar Chase remains in play because he's such a big play upside. He caught the touchdown last night, but he's a boomer bust option. Like, remember the first month when Jamar uh, Joe Burrow was hurt? He had like a big game or two and then a couple of really down games. That's kind of what I think his season might look like. To me, I think Joe Mixon is the big, I, not there's no big winner here. They're all losers, but I think he's the one that'll be okay the most because they're probably going to start to run the ball and throw a lot of dump offs to him. Those secondary options like T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, we've been streaming like Irwin and Hudson. I, I Higgins, maybe the rest, I think you have to pull out of your lineup. It's going to be really, really hard to trust anybody. We saw on, on Thursday night, uh, Trenton Irwin did a lot of targets, but that felt more like a Jake Browning you know, throwing to the guy that he's kind of worked with in practice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that that's a thing that you can count on week to week. 
Uh, definitely a big downgrade for everybody across the Bengals offense. Meanwhile, uh, streaming options. I mean, if you've got Joe Burrow, that's what you're doing. There's nobody else out there that you can count on every single week. That's going to give you opportunity. Guys that are out there, check to see if Matthew Stafford is there. Jordan Love, uh, Baker Mayfield. These are a few guys that have some decent schedules down the stretch that you can plug into your lineup uh, and maybe get some decent fantasy production out of them. But uh, it's tough, man. You also could try, like, a lot of quarterbacks have broke out as of late, like Brock Purdy, the, the Pasternod, and Josh Dobbs. So there could be teams out there that have two good quarterbacks. Maybe you try to swing the trade for their second quarterback or something like that. So it uh, is the disappointing end to what was a really frustrating season for Joe Burrow. Started with the calf injury, ends it with the wrist injury. Seems like a way, though, to transition into our start-sit quarterbacks for Week 11. Uh, we know that uh, Joe Burrow has already played. Lamar Jackson's already played. Who else is on your start-sit list? I wrote about, like, seven quarterbacks this week. <laughs> so the ones that are here are Jared Goff, C.J. Stroud, Sam Howell, who's been playing great. Kyler Murray is back, and so is the Pasternot. Uh, the sits, Trevor Lawrence, I basically have said to sit him on every show I've been on this week. Uh, Geno Smith, Baker Mayfield, and Matthew Stafford. He's back, but I, I would still have him hit the bench. All right, so those are the quarterbacks that uh, he's got overall. Let's dive into some individually because uh, Joshua Dobbs has been pretty lights out so far this season, but the Broncos defense has been better this year, or at least recently, I should say, not overall this year, but uh, you still are believing in, in the Pastronaut. Yeah, because as good as their secondary has been, the Broncos still struggle against the run a bit and the Pastronaut as like, yeah, he's the Pastronaut, but he runs so efficiently at least a rush, one rushing touchdown in four straight games. And since week two, he has topped 40 rushing yards seven times. To put that into perspective, 40 rushing yards in fantasy is equivalent to 100 passing yards. Uh, so he he's given you a floor right there with a rushing touchdown of about 10 points per week. Uh, so to me, a top three runner in yards and touchdowns amongst quarterbacks, that's enough to get him in play. But then the Broncos, they've been playing better, but they still on the year have allowed 400 yards per game. And the... They might have Justin Jefferson back this week as well. The bar for rushing success for quarterbacks uh, against the Broncos, pretty low. Uh, the high man this year, is Patrick Mahomes with 31 yards against that Denver defense on the ground. Uh, Sam Howell, the Howlitzer, the guy who uh, came into week 11 as the passing leader across the NFL. He's got the Giants. I don't know that we really need to say more, but I'm going to turn it over to you to say more. Giants, you, you saw what <laughs> Dak Prescott and the Cowboys did to them last year. But like Marcus said, Sam Howell has just been productive regardless of who the matchup has been against this year. He leads the league in passing yards and was fourth in passing touchdowns. Please get Eric Bieniemy a head jo a coaching job ASAP. But he since week two, he scored at least 17 in all but two games and three times top 24 fantasy points. For a quarterback, that is a very safe floor and a high ceiling. And he was a QB2 on a lot of people's teams. Now you could just get him back into your starting lineup weekly. I mean, I know we didn't really know what to expect from uh, the commanders, but Sam Howell has exceeded whatever expectations we may have had. From the quarterbacks to the wide receivers, a look at the start sits for this week. Who do you have? 
Uh, if anyone plays for the Texans and you have them on your fantasy team, you should probably try to get them in your starting lineup. It just says Texans wide receivers. Uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, because he gets the Giants, he's automatic against them. Jordan Addison in a good matchup. Uh, he's just been playing great football. Rasheed Rice in a great matchup. And then the sits, Adam Thielen because Cowboys. Gabe Davis gets put in clamps when he plays the Jets. George Pickens because Kenny Pickett is his quarterback. And Calvin Ridley. I know the Titans use man and people are getting excited for that but the Titans secondary has actually been pretty stingy as of late so I would try to sit Calvin Ridley all right Calvin Ridley uh, continue what has been a disappointing frustrating season for him let's talk Jordan Addison because you like the quarterback you like Josh Dobbs so it sort of makes sense that you'd like the guy who's been at least for the last few weeks the number one receiver there in Minnesota and Addison for a rookie brings such a safe floor he has one game this year where he didn't score a fantasy point in every other game he has top double digits and he has hit 16 five times over 21 twice in the last month. He is a quarterback that is thriving. But what really excites me is he is the highest passer rating amongst all wide receivers in the NFL when targeted against zone coverage. The Broncos run zone coverage 75% of the time. That is higher than league average. Uh, so the, the safe floor, the high ceiling, the success against the zone, all reasons why I feel very good about Jordan Addison. So Jordan Addison uh, still in our good graces on the other side Adam Thielen been a good start to the season but lately we've hit a bit of a rough patch and the matchup doesn't look too good this week we go from the receiver that replaced Thielen in Minnesota to Thielen himself but I, I will be sitting him I will say the change in play core, uh, caller there back to Frank Reich does have me questioning this one a little bit because Dylan was much better when Frank Reich was calling plays, but the Cowboys are still such a scary matchup. They've allowed the second fewest yards to receivers. Them and the Jets are the only teams to allow less than a thousand yards to wide receivers this season, but they have been really stingy to slot receivers. They've allowed the second lowest completion percentage on passes to slot receivers. That's about where Dylan runs two thirds of his routes. And like you were saying, on Fantasy Live, with no one else really getting going there in this passing attack or in this offense as a whole, the Cowboys can kind of just focus on taking Adam Thielen away. I think that's going to be the thing, is make Bryce Young go other places to try to beat you. And so far, guys like uh, DJ Chark, like Jonathan Mingo, haven't shown that they could get it done offensively. So it could be tough sledding for Adam Thielen. Coming up, we got running backs and tight ends. Plus, we take a trip to Club Dub. Stick around for more Stardom Sidham. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Start sit running backs for week 11. Go. Saquon Barkley's still in play because of the volume that he gets. Tony Pollard, it is now or never. Brian Robinson Jr., the only running back to be the RB1 multiple weeks this season, could make it three this week. Daryl Henderson Jr., last week you could use him, but you should get him in your starting lineup and then some sits. I'm taking a bold call here. I think you should try to get away from Rashad White. Only if you have another option you feel good about. James Cook, both Bears running backs because of the Lions. And then Alexander Madison looking like he has a chance to suit up this week. Whether or not he does, I would plan on getting him out of your starting lineup. Right now, Madison still in concussion protocol, but listed as questionable for the week. So we'll see if he gets on the field. All right, Tony Pollard. We got our hearts broke last week. Are we ready to get our hearts broken again this week? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I am ready to get hurt again. And I keep saying if Tony Pollard disappoints this week, we can have a serious conversation if it is time to just pull him out of your starting lineup. But there's no way I could take him out this week. Uh, The Carolina Panthers are the best possible matchup for a running back. They've allowed the most touchdowns, the fifth most yards, the most fantasy points. And unlike the Giants, they're a little bit tougher against the pass. They run zone coverage a whole bunch. Dak's been better this year against man than zone. So maybe, just maybe, we don't get Dak going for 400 yards and a billion touchdowns. Maybe he has no choice but to get his RB1 involved. I mean, I want to believe that the Cowboys have heard all the chatter and they're going to try and get Pollard into the end zone. Uh, But I'd still in deeper league start Rico Dowdle because that could happen too (laughs) at this point. Uh, James Cook. We keep trying to make Fetch happen with James Cook, and I don't think he has a fumbling problem because, look, the fumble he had on on Monday night, that was the first fumble he'd had since his first fumble in his very first carry in his very first game. It's not like he's a fumbler, um, but you he's not getting the fantasy points that we want, and he's playing the Jets. It all seems bad. He is a coach issue, and I know the Bills have a new OC. Trust me. I know. Oh, <laughs> but... Joe Brady in his career in Carolina liked to use one running back. But until we see that, I think we need to take a wait and see approach when it comes to James Cook because Latavius Murray has been heavily involved. He's getting the work near the goal line. And if it's not going to Latavius Murray, it's still going to Josh Allen. That whole run list thing, that doesn't apply near the goal line. Sean McDermott came out and said Leonard Fournette could be activated this week. And then it's against the Jets. They've allowed 3.6 yards per carry to back since week six. The six fewest receiving yards in that span, just three touchdowns. They shut down James Cook in week one when he was getting more of the percentage of the work than he's getting now. Maybe Joe Brady is what James Cook needs to get set free and be the lead back here. But I want to take a wait-and-see approach before I just keep plugging him in my lineup. I feel every little bit of that, but I have a league where I have to start James Cook, and so I'm just going to hold my nose, and uh, hopefully this works out for me. We'll find <laughs> out for sure. Uh, let's get over to the tight ends, which uh, you know, for all the talk about Joe Burrow and losing him, we have also lost Mark Andrews for the rest of the season, sadly, as well, with an ankle injury. Uh, he's already played, but in terms of guys who are playing, who are you starting and who are you sitting? Yeah, maybe try if you get picked up one of these tight ends, try to trade him to the Andrews guy because all of these guys were available on waivers a few weeks ago. Dalton Kincaid must start tight end. Trey Bride must start tight end. Dalton Schultz has really worked his way to be a player you want to start each and every week. I feel the same way about Jake Ferguson 
and Cole Komet. All of those guys just keep riding with them. I'm sitting Evan Ingram this week because the Titans. Uh, Kate Otten is a good streaming option when he has a good matchup. The 49ers are anything but that. And then Gerald Everett, he's just splitting too much time with Donald Parham. So I would go and get him out of your lineup as well. Donald Parham, man, uh, dude has been... Anybody who has Gerald Everett... Uh, gets a little bit queasy when they hear the name Donald Parham. That's all I know. Uh, the Mighty Met, K-M-E-T, who has been uh, very quietly a very good, consistent receiving option for the Bears, and he's getting his original starting quarterback back. Potential high-scoring matchup against the Lions. Seems like a lot to like here. The, the Mighty Met? I thought you were going for like a New York Mets no, reference. No, no, nothing about like the Metropolitans, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cole Komet is definitely in play. Like Marcus said, he's getting Justin Fields back, which naturally just gives him a big boost. But since week four, even when Justin Fields has been out, he has scored more than nine fantasy points in five of seven games. Four times in that span, it's been at least 15 and as high as 27.6. That is a very high ceiling for a tight end. That is a safe floor for a tight end, and it only gets elevated with Justin Fields back. Plus, the Lions, for as good as they've been against the run, they struggle a bit against the pass, and they really have struggled against tight ends. They're in the top 10 in fantasy points allowed to the position. So get Cole Komet in your lineup this week. Cole Komet playing uh, pretty well, especially relative to the rest of the fantasy tight ends. Evan Ingram has been a top 10 tight end despite not having any touchdowns. You, I know you don't like Trevor Lawrence this week. It seems like you were sort of out on Ingram as well. Yeah, and, and this is a little bit harder to pull him than it would be Lawrence, but if you have another tight end, and I just listed a whole bunch of them that were available not that long ago that you could have picked up, uh, go with the other option. The reason is Evan Ingram was shut down last week. Four catches for 12 yards. Very tough matchup against the 49ers. On the year, the Tennessee Titans have allowed the same number of yards to tight ends as the 49ers have. They are the only team in the league to not allow a touchdown to a tight end. And Evan Ingram, not only does he not have a touchdown this year, he has gone, gone 13 straight games without a touchdown. So if he doesn't get one, the yardage might not be there. You're probably looking at single digits for Evan Ingram. This That's week. been it, too. It's a lot of short throws. He's not necessarily picking up yards in chunks, and he's not finding the end zone. It makes it hard to consistently be a top 10 tight end. Time now for Club Dub. We got the guys that we guarantee are going to score you at least 25 fantasy points. And you make this... At the beginning of the season, this wouldn't have seemed bold, but here in week 11, this seems kind of like a bold call. Not only am I thinking that Devontae Adams is going to eat this week, I'm thinking that people should be trying to trade for Devontae Adams right now. I understand the production hasn't been Devontae-like as of late, but in three games with Aiden O'Connell this year, his target share has been around 30% in two of them and around 50% in the third. It's just the last two weeks. Uh, they didn't have to throw the ball at all against the Giants, who they blew out. And then against the Jets, he was shadowed by Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Tough competition, still at a ton of volume. Still put up around 15 fantasy points. That is a good day, considering who the opponent is. Now he gets the Dolphins, who allow a lot more production to receivers, and they're going to put up plenty of points. The Raiders will be in catch-up mode. I think Devontae could see, like... 15 targets this week when they have to throw this much from your lips to the fantasy gods ears on the other side I am going with a little bit of low-hanging fruit because it tastes just as good as the stuff at the top <laughs> of the tree and You don't have to work as hard to get it Tyreek Hill who has been balling out and part of this is because it's Tyreek Hill part of this is because of the matchup against the Raiders, I thought it was interesting doing some research this week, seeing the Raiders have a top 10 passing defense. Then looking at the quarterbacks they've played, they had the Broncos at the start of the year when they couldn't figure things out. They've had Kenny Pickett. They've had Jordan Love, Mac Jones, 
Uh, you know, they had Tyson Bajit, who they lost to. Uh, they've had uh, both Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson. They have played some really bad quarterbacks. Tua is not one of those. I expect Tua is going to have a big day. I expect Tyreek Hill is going to eat and have 25 or more fantasy points. Speaking of big performances still to come, we're going over our favorite fantasy performances of the season and telling you those folks can win you a championship in fantasy. Stick around for more of the Stardom Sidham Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time to welcome, as we always do at this point of the show, Laquan Jones back to wearing the loud shirts like you and uh, Jason McCourty have been going shopping together. Yeah, you re-inspired me, man. I had, I had to bring them back, and I got the chain this week, so it's I like... You yeah. were wearing like regular t-shirts and I'm like, I don't yeah. know who this man is. <laughs> Normal like, LQ. Like Chicky Palmer, <laughs> like I don't know this man. Yeah. I'm sorry to this man. Uh, who we are not sorry to, though, are a lot of the guys who had big fantasy performances during the season. A segment we like to call, put the team on my back, though. Uh, no Greg Jennings, no broken legs, uh, but a lot of guys who did put the team on their back. So Florio, who was one of your favorite big time fantasy performances of the season? Jameer Gibbs, week seven against the Ravens, 27.6 fantasy points. And up until that point, we were very worried about Jameer Gibbs, and I had a lot invested in him. I was talking him up as a potential league winner, have him on a bunch of teams. And Marcus, I think that was the first week we did Marcus Grant's three wishes on Fantasy Live. And I was like begging, like, please let this be the Jameer Gibbs breakout week. It happened. And then even better than that was last week seeing Gibbs and Montgomery coexist. Uh, They both scored touchdowns. They were both heavily involved. It looks like to me like you could just start both of the lines backs moving forward. And I still think Gibbs brings some league winning upside. But so does David Montgomery in this offense. I mean, yeah, Laquan, this is like one of the few opportunities where like a guy maybe gets a a secondary role, moves up to a primary role. So, I mean, are you confident that Jameer Gibbs is the guy now that we thought he was going to be? I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to be confident in him just putting him in starting lineups. Like, I believe him and Monty work a great one-two punch. Like, they're both top three right now in rushing yards per game. So, like, that's something you want to see. Like, back in the day when we were starting Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt at the same time, like, these guys are just going to be elite for the rest of the season. 
I like peanut butter and chocolate. I'm glad that Dan Campbell decided we could finally put those two things together. It's amazing. I mean, shout out to the Lions, though, for actually sticking with Jameer Gibbs, even after David Montgomery came back, because we were worried that it might go back uh, the other way. Meanwhile, Q, uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, he, look, at some point this season, we're calling him Raheem must start. Yeah. And maybe uh, big performances like he had against the Panthers had something to do with it. Yeah, he simply does not get enough love, man. I mean, before, during, or after the rookie, Devon A. Chan, I mean, most of remains a solid running back. I mean, he's put the team on his back in week six like we saw without A. Chan, and he finished RB1 that, that week, and he had three touchdowns. I mean, without the rookie, man, Mostert has held down the fort with this Dolphins run game. I mean, even dating back to last season, I mean, since 2020, 22, the dude's top five in touchdowns, yards per carry, rushes of 10 plus yards. Like the dude is just simply explosive, man. And like he's currently leading the league in yards per carry, rushing touchdowns. Like the list goes on how explosive he is. And like he's going to carry a lot of teams to the fantasy playoffs and maybe even beyond. So, Florida, we just talked about the Lions backfield with Gibbs and Montgomery. Can we get something similar in Miami with Devon Achan expected back? I think so, because Yes, like that was the week that Raheem Mostert finished as the RB1. It's not even his highest scoring game of the season because there was a game where Achan and Mostert both top 45 fantasy points. I think they can coexist. His floor gets lowered a bit. The upside is still sky high, though, because he is so explosive. One long run could be a huge day for either of those backs. So for me, I'm looking at Adam Thielen because we didn't expect anything from Adam Thielen. In week one, he gave us three points. Like, okay, whatever. Week two, 20 points. You're like, all right, that was interesting. Week three, he went for a buck 45 and a touchdown against the Seahawks. 31 and a half fantasy points. And at that point, we were like, oh, we need to pay attention to Adam Thielen. It's been great for the first half of the season. But LQ, the last couple of weeks have not been so good is it about time to maybe jump off the Thielen bandwagon? Uh, I don't know. I might be jumping back on with Frank Wright calling the plays because, I mean, before he gave away the play calling, Adam Thielen was a top 10 wide receiver. And it's like crazy to say, but the volume is there. And I think it's going to remain consistent if Frank Wright is going to be making these calls. Well, we'll see uh, what happens. As you mentioned, Frank Reich taking over the play calling duties. Can that bring Thielen back after a bit of a slump? Let's go back around again because, uh, Florio, you're looking at the guy who right now looks like the offensive rookie of the year, both in fantasy uh, and in the real NFL. Yeah, I think he's locked up the real life award already. CJ Stroud in week nine, he went out and had the best game of any quarterback has had this season. 41.8 fantasy points. The only other quarterback to top 35 in a game this year is Josh Allen. But it was the best game ever in NFL history by a rookie Quarterback, most passing yards in a game by a rookie, most passing touchdowns. No rookie quarterback ever had a game with 400 yards and four touchdowns. He threw for 470 and five. In the history of the NFL, Ben Roethlisberger is the only other quarterback to do that in a game. Historic performance across the board. Uh, so, I mean, look, I don't know how much Dynasty you play. You play a little bit of Dynasty. Is he... Is he the number one dynasty quarterback, right? I, he's locked that up a while ago. I mean, this dude's just breaking records like like it's nothing. And like, honestly, if I had to pick a secondary team to be a fan of, CJ Stroud has definitely made me a Texans fan now because like <laughs> he's just going out there doing amazing things. It's like must watch TV right now for CJ Stroud. So he surpassed Mahomes? Oh, my God. Yeah, he, Ooh, he, he's that guy, man. He is that guy. Spice. Woo. 
Bring in the uh, heat. All right. Uh, <laughs> Keenan Allen, he's near the top of my list of wide receivers we take for granted, and I think this yeah. year he's shown us why. I mean, look, he, not only is he putting the team on his back, he's putting my fantasy roster on his back <laughs> as well, man, because the dude put up 40 fantasy points in Week 10 versus the Lions. He had 175 receiving yards and two touchdowns. This is his second game this season with 175-plus receiving yards. He's currently the wide receiver two behind Tyreek Hill, and he's always been one of the best wide receiver twos that you can kind of match up and pair with the elite talent in the first round. And he's not showing any signs of slowing down. He's still going out there and making the big plays and even dating back to last season. If the season started in week 11 after he returned back from the hamstring, he finished as the wide receiver three. And we keep on just missing out on Keenan Allen. He's going to lead a lot of teams to the championship this year. I really think he is. So if you got him, uh, hold on to him because he could really carry you far. Uh, getting short on time, but I want to talk about Dak Prescott as we wrap things up here, because early in the season, he had some turnovers, had that awful game against the 49ers. People panicked over the last month. He is the QB one. But week 10 really stood out. And yes, it was against the Giants. Still nearly 38 fantasy points, spreading the ball around, getting C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks all involved. And you look at the schedule down the stretch for Dak Prescott. A lot of games either against good matchups like Washington and Carolina or games that are potentially high scoring like the Eagles, the Bills, the Dolphins and the Lions in championship week. So where you might have thought of Dak Prescott as kind of a high end QB, too, he could be the guy that maybe leads you to a fantasy championship when it's all said and done. Pretty much that'll do it. But before we get out of here, want to give a shout out to our own Jack Deem, who is leaving us for bigger and better things. It's been amazing. He's been running the show for the last month. I don't know how to feel because lately we've had folks who use us as a stepping stone. So like on the one hand, I'm sad that you know people keep getting axed from our show. But on the other hand, they're going off to bigger and better things. So we're excited. Jack, we appreciate everything you've added to this show. Uh, a guy who went from being just a digital media specialist to uh, actually producing and directing his own show here, which does not happen very often. So uh, certainly glad to uh, to have known you, to have worked with you. Excited to see uh, what's coming next for Jack. Uh, but we're certainly going to miss you around here. One less Mac Miller fan in the building now. One, oh, you're losing man. Bills fans and Mac Miller fans. Like, my heart is just getting ripped apart. At some point, <laughs> you, should take, you should take this personally. That's all I know about it. But uh, in the meantime, that'll do it for this edition of the Stardom Sidham Show. We appreciate you hanging out with us. As always, for Laquan Jones, for Michael F. Florio, I am Marcus Grant. Thanks for checking us out. Enjoy week 11, everybody. And we'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. 
It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.